And it was in this text, and, and I want you to stay with me this morning, because and, and give me if you allow me, I want to lay a foundation, and uh, and hopefully and prayerfully the Lord will allow us to be able to build on it, and and, and stay with me because I like I said I do promise we are going somewhere, and it's going to take me just a minute to get there. But in John chapter number eleven. I'm sure you're familiar with what the text is dealing with, that of the death of Lazarus, the resurrection of Lazarus. But I want to look in verse number 1 this morning of John chapter number 11. And we'll read verse 1. It says, Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus, of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped His feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. You notice there in verse 2, it's letting you know this just ain't any Mary. This is not just some ordinary Mary. But this is that Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped His feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Verse 3, Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Who's sick in the text? Lazarus is. They're sending out a message to Jesus. They're sending out a messenger to Jesus to give him a letter, so to speak. And this is how they this is how they title it, or this is how they uh, give. The, they don't they don't tell them that it's Lazarus, but this is what they say, brother Donnie. They say the one whom is sick is other other than the one in whom thou lovest. Goes on in verse four when Jesus heard that. He said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when He had heard, therefore, that He was sick, listen to what it says, He abode two days still in the same place where He was. Be honest, reading that text, I'd almost think when I would read it that as soon as Jesus hears about it, as soon as the word comes to Jesus, he loves Martha, he loves Mary, he definitely loves Lazarus. You would think that Jesus would drop everything he's doing, stop what he's doing right then, and make a beeline trail towards Bethany and heal Lazarus. But the Bible said this that he stayed two days where he was at. Look on verse 7, then after that saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. And his disciples say unto him, Masters, the Jews lay salt to stone thee, and goest thou thither again. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? And if a man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of the thing of, of taking rest in his sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Jesus ain't beating around the bush. Jesus don't want there to be no doubt about it of what He's fixing to say. 
He don't want there to be any question marks. He is about to put an exclamation mark. He is about to dot it with a dot. He is fixing to let them know. And the Bible said, He speaks to them plainly. You ever had God speak to you plainly? Or maybe I should say it like this. Have you ever had your mama speak plainly to you? Have you ever had your daddy speak plainly to you? He wasn't beating around the bush. He didn't want there to be no question about it. He was about to get your attention. And after he was done speaking, after she was done speaking, you knew exactly what they meant. The Bible said Jesus speaks plainly to them. Look down with me in verse, we go on in verse 14. He said, Then she said, Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. He ain't sleeping. He ain't called a timeout. He ain't getting him a little quick little nap. I want you to know Lazarus is dead. And this is what caught my attention in verse number 15. I couldn't get past this. Verse 15 says, And I am glad. Glad? Lazarus is dead. Glad? The one in whom thou lovest is dead. Mary ain't glad about it. Martha ain't glad about it. Those around them ain't glad about it. This is what Jesus says. He plainly speaks and says, look, he's dead. Now I'm glad. Why is he glad? For your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto Him. As I was driving down the road, the Lord began to preach this message to me. This is what verse 14 and 15 is what caught my attention that I could not get past. Because this is what Jesus is telling them. He's glad about it. He ain't upset about it. He ain't moping about it. He's glad about it. Now, I, I put myself in, when I read a text, I often try to put myself in those around Jesus' shoes and, and try to put myself there in the story and, and picture how I would have felt as I am, am, am hearing this and as I am seeing this and no doubt how they were feeling this. I, I put myself there and try to sense how they sense and see it how they see it and feel it how they feel it. You know, as I was thinking about this, I got to couldn't help but think about, no doubt, the devil's on Mary and Martha's shoulders. That's just how he works, right? And you know, Mary and Martha, they send a letter out to Jesus and they say, look, it's whom thou lovest. This ain't just anybody. This ain't just some average Joe. But Lord, we want you to know that Lazarus is sick and Lazarus is dying. And he's the one in whom thou lovest. This is what it says. Jesus stayed still where He was for two days. We often sing the song, and rightfully so, that even when He is four days late, He's still on time. Now I say thank God that He is. But when I got looking at this and thinking about this, no doubt the devil got on Mary and Martha's shoulders. And, and now that the Bible said that Lazarus ain't going to die, Lazarus already died. And when Jesus shows up at the grave, we find He's been dead for four days. And Jesus will go on to let us know, or they'll tell Jesus, by this time, He stinketh. 
By this time, his body has already started to decompose. By this time, there is a stench about him. By this time, all hope is gone. By this time, everything's passed by. He ain't going to die. He ain't about to die. Lazarus is dead. This is what Jesus says. I'm glad. I'm glad. No doubt the devil got on Mary and Martha's shoulders. And I thought about this. I thought Mary, the devil getting on Mary and Martha's shoulder. He probably whispered in their ears. The reason why Jesus ain't here is because He don't care. The reason why Jesus ain't here is simply because He does not care. And can I remind you this morning, the devil is a flat, loud, and low-down liar. Amen? Because nobody's ever cared for me like Jesus has cared for you and for me. If Jesus wasn't there, listen to me, because He didn't care about Lazarus, Jesus wasn't there because He didn't care about Mary, Jesus wasn't there because He didn't care about Martha, but friend, Jesus really did love Lazarus. Jesus really did love Mary. And Jesus really did love Martha. Jesus cares. But you ever had the devil get on your shoulder and tell you the reason why you're going through what you're going through is because Jesus don't care about you? You ever had him get on your shoulder and tell you that the reason why you're going through what you're going through is because you know uh, that Jesus don't care about you? I mean, if He cared about you, surely He wouldn't let you go through uh, what you're going through or have gone through uh, what you've gone through. He'll get on your shoulder and He'll tell you uh, He don't love you like He does so and so. Uh, he don't love you like He does them. Uh, he don't care about you. I mean, he, he, he treats you like you're just nobody and He don't love you. Has anybody ever had the devil get on their shoulder and Tell them that. I know I have. If He cared about you, then why ain't He there? If He cares about you, then why ain't He done fixed it? If He, if he cares about you like He says He cares about you, then why are you going through what you're going through? thought about the devil getting on the shoulder saying, you know, Jesus don't care. I thought about Satan getting on the shoulders probably saying he don't only care, doesn't care. Maybe he said this. He cannot bear it. Other words, when I say the word bear, I'm speaking to the fact, maybe he's saying, Jesus isn't coming because, just to be honest with you, he can't fix it. Start minimizing Jesus and minimizing his ministry and saying that he's lost his power and saying he was able to do it in the past, but he's not able to do it right now. And at one time he was God, at one time he was able to do it, one time he was able to heal, one time he was able to fix it, one time he was able to solve it, but he can't do it no more. Maybe the devil got on their shoulder and said something like this He's ashamed, and that's the reason why he's hiding because he can't fix it. He don't want to fix it, but he can't fix it. It and, and your problem's just out of His control. and God can't do it. And, and God just uh, is not able to do it. You ever had the devil get on your shoulder and, and get in, whisper in your ear and tell you that God just can't fix your problems? Is anybody hearing me this morning? Has anybody ever had the devil get on your problems and say, if He could fix it, then why hadn't He fixed it? I mean, if He could heal it, then why hasn't He healed it? If He could do it, then why hasn't He done it? If you could save him, then why hasn't he done it? If you could, uh, if you could provide for your needs, then why hasn't he done it? If you could, if you could, if you could, if you could, then why hasn't he? 
tell you, there's been some times in my life where I've had the devil get on my shoulder and whisper in my ear and plainly say, if he could do it, then why hadn't he done it? And I wish I could tell you that my faith, I was bulletproof. I wish I could tell you that there's never been a time where I've ever questioned God that that would be a lie because there's been some times in my life that I've allowed those voices to get my attention. I've allowed those voices to get to, to, to rule over my life and say, you know what? Maybe he doesn't care. You know what? Maybe he don't have the ability. Maybe you've never been there, but it was already said, you better buckle up because there'll be a day when the sun's not shining. There'll be a day when the birds ain't chirping and you'll find yourself on your knees and say, oh God, do you still care? And God, can you bear the problems that I'm facing? Imagine what Mary and Martha's thinking. I mean, I know I'm using my imagination and y'all stay with me, but they say maybe the devil's on their shoulder because I I don't know what he was whispering to them. I know he whispers to me. He don't care. He can't fix it. You're wasting your time praying. He used to move in days gone by, but things are just too dark. Things are just too bad. You're wasting your time. He's about to come back. He's done working. It's all over with. The day it starts spinning, he's about to be in hand. It's all over with. And everything, let me just say this. It's about to be over with. And I understand that. But I've got good news. We're still here this morning because we still serve a God that's still able to work. He's still a God that does care. And he's still a God that can fix the problems that we're facing. But that don't stop us from hearing those voices saying, can't do it. Why pray? Why? You know what? I thought about he doesn't care. That was a lie because we know Jesus does care. I thought about he cannot bear. That's a lie because Jesus can bear it. Simon Peter would go on to tell us to cast all our care upon him for he cared for us. I think about in Isaiah, the Bible says the government shall be upon his shoulder. It didn't say shoulders, it said shoulder. That means on one shoulder, God's able to hold up the whole government on one shoulder. But he's got another shoulder that I firmly believe on that shoulder, he's able to carry our burdens. On that shoulder, he's able to bear our problems and our sorrows. But listen to me, listen to me well. That doesn't resent it or don't stop the times in our life where we scratch our head and question God and say, are you still able to bear my problems? You know what? He's able. He can. Why hasn't He? I got thinking about it. You know, listen to what Bib 15 says. I'm almost where, where I want to get to. Just stay with me. He says, plainly says, verse 14, Lazarus is dead. Don't get no plainer than that. Don't get no, listen, He ain't beating around the bush. He ain't saying He's, He's, he's about to give up the ghost. He ain't saying uh, that he's breathing his last breaths. No, 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 no. He plainly looks at him and says, Lazarus is dead. Verse 15, this is what he says. And I'm glad for your sakes. And this is the part that caught my attention. That I was not there. You know, Satan was lying if he told them Jesus don't care. That was a lie. Because Jesus does care. It was a lie if Satan got on their shoulders and said Jesus can't bear. That's a lie. But you'll know something that if Satan did say that it was not a lie, 
if Satan got on their shoulders and said this, he ain't here. You know, Satan's real good at lying. Every now and again, look at him, true. Don't he realize in the text Jesus was there? I mean, don't, don't realize that this morning. He doesn't believe he's going. Don't do realize Jesus wasn't there. Jesus is not at the grave at last at this point. Jesus is not with Mary and Martha at this point. Jesus is still where he's at two days still. Jesus is not there. Okay, you know, this is what Jesus says. You know the reason why I'm glad? It's because I wasn't there. I think I ain't going to help you, but when I read that, I can't say it, but thank my goodness for harshness. I mean, I, I mean, you know, bear with me. I know, I know the Lord is tender. I know the Lord is meek and lowly. I know the Lord is holy. I know He cares. I know He's able to bear. But that don't stop the reality of the fact He ain't there. Now understand, in Jesus' earthly ministry, He was 100% man. Still 100% God. Listen, He never laid aside His deity. He was 100% God. But at the same time, He was 100% man. Can you say, try to explain that? I can't explain that. I just know He's the God man. 100% man, but 100% God. He was 100% man. I bet He hurt. But He's 100% God that He's able to solve our problems. He was 100% man that He hungered. But He's 100% God that He can look at them and say, if any man's hungry, let him come unto me. For I am the bread of life. He was one hundred percent man. But the Bible said that he was restless and he sat down at the well. But he was one hundred percent God. But when that woman came to that well that day, he said she came, told me everything whatsoever I did. And on that day she got saved. See, he's one hundred percent man, but he's also one hundred percent God. See, he's God man. And in his earthly ministry, he was not able to be everywhere all at the same time because he was one hundred percent man. So you know where he's at in the text? He ain't there. I couldn't help but think in my mind. There's been some times in my life. Hear me out. But don't, don't throw songs at me. Ready for this? There's been some times in my life where it felt like he wasn't there. Now, you ready for this? I know doctrine was speaking. Let me talk about just a few minutes before service. He lives within us. He's seated within us. He's dwelt us with the Spirit of God. Thank God in this day of grace He lives within the child of God. And if you have not the Spirit, Paul said in the book of Romans, then you're none of His. Every child of God this morning trying to get the Spirit, but every child of God has got the Spirit of God sealed with inside of them. The day I got saved, the Holy Ghost of God I took up a burden in my heart. And thank God, wherever I go, He said He'd never leave me nor forsake me. That's 100% true. Can anybody this morning bear record with me and say, if he's really there, he has a good way of showing it? I got to think about times we question is God there. I got thinking about it and I wrote this down this morning. I thought about, it. you know what? We question God, are you really there when our prayers go unanswered? Has anybody ever prayed prayers and it just seemed like God didn't answer them? No, I know, I know this morning every prayer God answers. I understand that. Every prayer he does answers. You ready for this? He either answers with a yes, he either answers with a no, or he answers it not right now. But mark it down, every prayer God answers. But you know what I have found in my walk with God? 
that there have been times that my prayers have gone unanswered. That don't mean he didn't answer them, but you ready for this? That means he didn't answer them the way I wanted him to answer them. There have been some times when I said, God, would you heal them? And God said, no. There's been times where I prayed and I said, God, will you fix it? And God said, no. There's been times I walked through life and I said, God, will you allow me to do that? And God says, no. There's been times that I prayed and I said, God, why are my prayers seemingly going unanswered? In other words, why are my prayers not being answered the way I want them to be answered? Ask God to heal my mama. Not let her die. But you know what happened? We still had the barrier. I prayed and I asked God as a little boy not to let my mom and daddy get divorced. You know what I've seen happen? I see them go to court and I see them get divorced. I've seen prayer, I've seen, I've seen loved ones pray for their children that God would bring them back home and then them OD and die. And I've been to the I've been to the casket where there's been a weakened mama where everybody else was touching her on the shoulder and saying everything's gonna be alright. But in her life, in her mind, her world falls apart because she's looking up to heaven and say, Why God, why did you let him die? God, why did you let him OD? God, why did you let him do this or do that? Why is my child not coming back home? Why my child staying in the far country and my else's child's coming home and my else's child's getting saved. I mean, come on now. We see it on Facebook and we'll see where people praise God and thank God they do. I mean, God answered their prayer. God healed their loved one. I mean, they went to the doctor and they got that report that there was no cancer for them. And we said, thank God that God answered their prayer. But some of you had to go and say it's not the cancer wasn't found, but unfortunately cancer was found and it spread. Y'all get me this morning. And you sit there and you say, why are my prayers unanswered? God, you're answering their prayers. Why are you answering my prayers the way I want them to be answered? You read the prayer the other day. You quoted the verse the other night when he was teaching. Over there. John, then he said, this is pray thank God in my will. Know that I hear you. And we take that verse out of context because this is what we say a lot of times. Every prayer I pray, God hears. Think what that verse says. That verse says, when we pray according to his will. That's right. He hears us. Don't, don't, I hate to say it like this, but it's just reality. Not every prayer I pray for God to answer my way is His will. Because it's not His will. I've, had, I've been in this thing long enough to know there's been some battles I've had to walk through that was His will. And there were some mountaintops in my life that was not His will. So Lord, I'm going to be up there. He said, no. It's not my will right now. Lord, I don't want to be right here. That's my will right now. You see, we ask the question, is God really there when, when our prayers go unanswered? I thought about this. We ask, is it, God, are you there when, not only when our prayers go unanswered, but we ask God, are you there when His plan is untraceable? Because I don't see you in this. How in the world do you say you're working all things together for our good and you say that everything's going according to plan and we know you're on the throne, but my goodness, Lord, you got a weird way of showing it because I'll be honest, I just don't see you in this. Has anybody ever said, God, if you're in this, I just don't see how. Y'all hearing me this morning? 
I know, I know this is where the rubber meets the road. And I know this ain't what the health, wealth, and prosperity crowd's preaching in this day. And they say that if you're in the will of God, it's going to be a walk in the park. But Job said this. Man, they born of a woman. He's a few days. He's full of trouble. And I'm going to hear me, hear me well. If you serve the Lord Jesus, there's going to be some days in your life. Listen, friend, when you're going to look up and say, God, I just don't know if this is your plan. I just can't see your hand at work in my life. Oh, Jeremiah said this about the Lord. He said, Lord, you deceived me. Oh, Lord, you've done me wrong. Somewhere I said, he said, how can I have preached you about faithfully? But you left me. And this is what Jeremiah said. I'm not going to preach about you anymore. He said, I ain't going to talk about you. You done me wrong. Oh, you're plain and ghost. Nice. See, Jeremiah, you can throw stones to Jeremiah if you want to. But do you realize that Jeremiah's known as a weeping prophet? He preached for all those years and he never saw Israel turn to God. He never saw one person get saved. He never saw one person come back home and get their heart right with God. Before you throw stones to Jeremiah, you continue sat where he sat and realized that Jeremiah's looking up to heaven and said, God, you've done the road. You ever been there? You ever sat by a bedside with that loving one? He said, God, if you're in this, you've got to wear one short. I wish I could get up here this morning and tell you some little sweet story and everything be good. I don't know if y'all watch much news. If you don't, I congratulate you. And I'll be honest with you. I talked to somebody across the table this week, and this is what they said. They said, I'll be honest, I scratch my head when I hear about that little seven-year-old girl. I don't know about that was brutally murdered by a fetish rider. And we said, where's God at and all that? Maybe you're super spiritual and you got it all together and you don't ever, ever ask those kind of questions for faith for man. Because I've been on with you guys. Go to Children's Hospital. Walk down the aisles of those hallways and see those little bitty kids. The only thing they've really ever done was sell them a cookie out of a cookie jar. But their bodies ate up with cancer. And say, God, are you in this? Where you at, God? Mary and Martha are sitting around the bedside of Lazarus and they're asking questions because the question is true, God. You're not here. And they're always like, what if he wasn't there? I thought about when prayers go unanswered. I thought about when plans are untraceable. I thought about this when his power is unseen. Everybody ever gone through a period in your life where you didn't see the hand of God working in your life? Let me let y'all in on a little secret. I'm just being bare my heart this morning. There's been times where I've been here. And I said, God, y'all pray for me. This is where you want me at. Why ain't I see you working? Maybe, maybe, maybe you got it all together. Pray for me. Just being honest. Say, honestly, the best cure. Well, I'm just being, maybe I'm being too honest. I don't know. I've sat in in places, and I, and, I, and I pastored my first church for two years, and, and, I, and I sat there, and so did you, so did you, I said, God, are you really here? Because I just don't see your hand at work in my life. God, are you still working? Are you still saving? Are you still doing? Because I just don't see your hand. There's been times where I've prayed, and heaven will rise, and and, and I seem like my prayers didn't get above the ceiling. And, 
And I pray and pray and pray and just think about my prayers just keep falling upon deaf ears. Big times where I preached and preached and preached and preached and saw no results. You realize I was here three, to my knowledge, and then there's somebody big and he say that about I was here three years my songs like this day. I don't know about y'all, but maybe that didn't serve y'all, but there was days I left the very discouraged. I've been days, but then I drove home and everybody said, what's wrong with you? And I said, I put my heart out this morning. Nobody got saved. That's right. I don't know about y'all, but when that happens, that, I don't believe really happy. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe y'all can. Maybe, but I don't believe really happy. When somebody tells Jesus no, I don't believe really happy. When somebody turns him away, I don't believe really happy. When somebody walks out and walks away, I don't believe really happy. But my heart struggles. There's been some times where I said, God, your power is unseen. Your, prayer, your, your, your plan is untraceable. Your, your power is unseen. Your, your, my prayers are going unanswered. How about this one? Seems like His promises are not fulfilled. I know it. I say it. Promises, promises, all of them true. Our Lord Jesus has done exactly what He said He would do. But the emphasis on that is what He said He would do. You know what I have found? He ain't always done what I wanted him to do. They talk about, they said, that songwriter said, it said, he never promised that I would go through life without any problems. He never promised that we never would go by a casket and see that our loved one did get healed on this side. He never promised, he never promised, he never promised. I'm glad the songwriter knew enough about the Lord to say, but he did promise. That he go with me all the way. Right. But there's been some times where I've been on prayers unanswered. I'm, I'm just putting myself in last. I'm putting myself in Mary and Martha's shoes. Prayers are unanswered. Plans untraceable. Powers unseen. Promises are unfulfilled. His presence is unfelt. You want to know why his presence is unfelt? Because he ain't there. See, He lives within us. He never leaves us nor forsake us. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But that don't stop there being times when He's silent. And though He never will leave us, there is times in our life where He's not working or noticeably as He has in other times. Y'all have all heard the little, the little saying, the teacher's always silent, what? During the test. See, Really? It wouldn't be hard serving Jesus if every time we prayed, our prayers got answered right away like we wanted to. Being on the mountaintop every single day of your life, wouldn't that be something? I mean, feel His presence everywhere you go. Wow. There have been some times where the Lord, are you here? Where are you at? Where? But you know what Jesus goes on to say? This is what he said. I'm glad, for your sake, that I was not there. How in the world could God be glad that he was not there? Well, can I say this? The same reason why he's glad in those times in our life. When I, Notice how I say this. When it feels like he ain't there. How? Well, look what Jesus says to him. I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there 
to the intent that you what? That you may believe. You know the reason why Jesus is allowing all this to happen? Do you know the reason why Jesus hadn't got there yet? Do you know the reason why Jesus isn't there? You ready for this? I hope you are because I'm going to give it to you. You ready for this? Because if they didn't go, my goodness, if they didn't ever go through the time when he wasn't there, they would not be able to really enjoy the time when he was there. Are y'all kidding me? If they didn't know what it was like to go through those valleys when he wasn't there, and it seemed like the heavens were vast, they wouldn't fully enjoy the time when he was there. You see, in the text, they're having to face grief, they're having to face sorrow, they're having to face burdens. But I got good news, he ain't got there yet. Come on now. He ain't got there yet. And can I say to you in your life that your, this is not the end of your story. It may look like He ain't there, but I've got good news. You just stay faithful because in just a few short verses, He's going to let you know He's there. Y'all with me? You know the reason why Jesus didn't get there when they thought He ought to got there? You ready for it? Because He was going to minister to their grief. So what do you mean? You know this morning... If I'm able to help anybody, hope I'm able to help somebody this morning. Maybe this is just for me, I don't know. But if I am able to help anybody with the help of the Holy Ghost, you want to know the reason why? Because I've been where you've been in some situations. You ever had somebody sit beside you and say, I know how you feel. Never been here in the store. A lady lost her. Her little boy had walked off into a pool and drowned. True story. She was weeping unbearably in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the hospital room and announced her baby was dead. And she's sitting on a little boy, tears right up. And one of the nurses sat down beside her, put her arm around her, and said, Call me okay. I know how you feel. And this is what she said. I mean, being honest with her, what she looked at, she said, Have you ever lost a baby? No. She said, I don't even know how I feel. She said, you're exactly right. Hold on just a second. And she went out down the hallway and she got another nurse who didn't go through the same situation. But she knew what it was like to lose a baby. And she walked back in there and she said, this lady knows exactly what. And that lady sat down right beside her and put her arms around her. And this is what she said. I know exactly how you feel because I've been. Where have you been at before? You see, up to this point, Mary and Martha didn't know about that. Up to this point, Mary and Martha didn't know that Jesus had the ability to raise Lazarus from the dead. At this point, Mary and Martha don't know. But when you get to chapter number 12, you know what Mary and Martha's talking about? They ain't talking about what they don't know, but they're saying, let me tell you a story. I know what it's like to see my loved one die. I know what it's like for grief to overwhelm us, but I also know what it's like when it seems like all hope is gone. They're sitting somewhere in the shadows. Jesus shows up, and Jesus is able to fix our problems. You never have that story if you never went through those moments in chapter number 11. I understand some of you. I understand some of you. Maybe you didn't go the way you wanted to go. And it ain't like you want it in. But I've got good news. It ain't over yet. This ain't the end. This ain't the end. Did you realize this morning that had Jesus not risen Lazarus from the grave, Mary and Martha would have seen him again? Had God not raised Lazarus, Mary and Martha would have seen him again. You know why? Because this ain't the end. This side of the grave ain't the end. There is coming a better day. And you know what? One day, 
It'll come a day where we'll say, you know what? My grief is no more. My burdens are no more. My sorrows are no more. Why? Because Jesus knows how to fix the problems in our life. See, Mary and Martha, could you imagine? You know, you, you, we talk about the fishy stories about man just and caught this fish, it was this big. Man just and shot this bug, it was this big. We hear all those stories and all those nice. I like hearing those stories. Hey, let me tell you about what God did for me. They said Lazarus was dead for four days. I mean, could you imagine sitting around that campfire? Maybe one of the disciples hearing somebody else don't think Jesus really is who he says he is. Really? Let me tell you about what I said. He showed up four days later. He was still on time. Because he's a God that knows no time. He ain't controlled by time. When he shows up four days late, he's still on time. Because he's the only one that has the ability to be able to do that. We're always sitting around thinking there's no hope. By this time, he's stinking. And if you might be there this morning, your problems in your life may be stinking real bad this morning. And all hope that you should be saved is taken away. But I've got good news. When Jesus shows up and Jesus walks up to the tomb of Lazarus, maybe they look over and say, you ain't going to believe what we might tell you. But he was dead. He was bound up. He was stinking. But Jesus walked up to the grave in just a split moment of time. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And you know what happened? That old dead man who had been dead for four days, you know what happened? He got up and he started walking out. We don't understand how he walked out. He was bound hand and foot. He couldn't put one foot from the other because he was bound. You know what I believe happened out there? I believe he floated out. I mean, he's bound. Nobody went in there and got him out. He's bound. And Jesus is going to say, Loosen. And let him go. He's bound. He's wrapped up like a mummy. But he comes up out of that grave. You say, why? Because when Jesus says come, you better believe it. My goodness. It don't matter how deep they buried your loved ones in the grave. It don't matter. It matter if they're six feet under. One day when Jesus sounds that trumpet and the dead in Christ are going to rise, i got good news. Up from the grave, they're going to rise. And we're going to leave this old world of sin and sorrow. Grief may enlarge. Listen, weeping may endure for the night. But good news, good news. Joy is still going to come in the morning. But you know what? Had they not been there, they never would have had that story. I'll be honest with you. I've sat in pages with some of them. I've listened to your stories. Didn't go the way you wanted to go? Oh, no, no, no. I see on the side of the other side of that table. I've seen the tears roll down faces. But I always tell them to say like this. You go, really, they like to what they said. If you go the way you wanted to, but God's still good. It didn't mean like we wanted it to, but God's still good. And by you still being here, it lets me know. And I hope pray to the good Lord I don't ever have to go through those storms like you've gone through them. But if I ever do, I can look back at your stories and say, just like God brought you through, He'll bring me through. Amen, you realize what kind of story Mary and Martha must have had? I mean, Lazarus. Lazarus, all he knows is dead. All of a sudden, four days later, he wakes up. Imagine, he, imagine how he felt about it. All they know, I mean, I was dead. And just, I mean, I was that dead. Went off into, maybe went off into paradise and the Lord brought him back. I don't know. I don't know what all happened in that time period. But man, he imagine he had a story. But he never would have had that had he not gone through it. Do you know what else Jesus says? He said that grief could be ministered to. He, allowed, he wasn't there so that grace could be ministered. He wasn't there so grace could be manifested. Do you know what happens because of this miracle? Many of the Jews believe. Many of the Jews believed on him. You ready for this? 
The reason sometimes why Jesus why why Jesus leaves you where you're at is not just for you, but for what others can see God do through you. Amen. Come on. This ain't all about us. You want to get a little bit of secret? Your storms ain't all about you. But there's people watching your life. Right. Come on, How in the world can they still have joy when their prayers are seemingly going out? How is it they can still walk on when everybody else walks out? Because we know the God that we know. You know the reason why y'all is here this morning? Ready for this? It's because where God brought you to, He brought you through it. Do you want to know something this morning? I haven't had the experience that some of y'all have in the sense of going to the cemetery and going to the hospital room and hearing the reports and all those things. I've been there. I've not experienced that grace yet. But you have. You know how I know you've experienced it? Because you're still here. You know what? Your storm is not just for you, but it's those around you that are watching you. People are watching our lives. They believe they are. My little boys, they're watching. My little girl, she's watching. She watches how I react. She watches how I respond. She watches how I answer things, how I don't answer things. They're watching. It ain't all about us. There's a whole bigger picture. People are watching our lives. But you know what else? I'm, I'm done right here. Brother Jeff, if you come to the piano this morning. You know what Jesus says? He allowed this. He, he wasn't there. And He says, for your sakes, I'm glad. Because He knows. Jesus knows. They, what, see, they're upset because they only can see right now. They're only reading the story that's in front of them. But you know how Jesus could be glad? Jesus was glad not because necessarily of what they were going through in that sense, but he knew how the story was going to end. See, Jesus knows how this thing started. Jesus knows how this thing's going. Good news, he knows how this thing's going to end. That's the reason why we've got a book this morning. It tells us how it started. It tells us right where we're at. And it tells us how it's going to end. You want to know why? Because the author was there when it started. The author is here right now. And the author will be right there in the end. He knows how it started. He knows how it's going. And he knows how it's going to end. He's the only author that knows that. I got good news this morning. Thank God he knows in the text. And that's the reason why he can be glad. Because he knows how it's going to end. You can play softly this morning, Brother Jeffrey. Many of the Jews believe, but you know what Jesus said? He said, to this end, that I might be glorified. Do you realize that Jesus, hear me now, do you realize Jesus received glory from the death of Lazarus? Do you know that Jesus received glory from Mary and Martha going through what they went through? How? How many people do you know that they're raised by the other I'm with you. I don't know one. He was talking about it. The reason why I'm asking, do you know Jesus 
showed up to that little boy and caught him, they were headed to the graveyard. Jesus raised him from the grave. Here, Jesus is out of the graveyard. And he's been dead for four days. He called him from the grave. But you know what I got to think about? Jesus, we're talking about Jesus is the only one that's going to be back from the grave four days. He come forth. I don't know what the about. Four days, he was called to the grave come forth. But you know what the best Jesus did that nobody else has been able to do? See, at that point, Lazarus got up because somebody called him. That little lad got up because somebody called him. But Jesus one day got up and nobody called him. Jesus was the only one that died by his own power to be resurrected himself from the grave. You say, what are you saying? You know the reason why Jesus wasn't there? He said, he might receive the glory. I got to be you this morning. Jesus is going to be glory from one situation. Now how? We ain't over with yet. When we get to heaven, we see all those loved ones. The things that we're going to wait for. And we know that when we see them on this side, there's never going to be another goodbye. There's never going to be another, there's never going to be another disappointment. There's never going to be another sorrow. There's never going to be another funeral. There's never going to be another heartache. There's never going to be another back and forth. There's never going to be any of that. You know what we're going to do? We're going to look at one. And say, because of you, all this is possible. So who's going to get glory on that day? Jesus. For all the churches, there's going to be glory. Jesus. You know who we're talking about in this text? We're talking about what Mary did. We're not talking about what Martha did. Chapter 12, they talking about what Lazarus did. They're all sitting around the table. Martha's a servant, Mary's a worshiper, Lazarus is sitting there fellowshipping with Jesus. Why? Because Jesus got the glory. Listen to this morning. Jesus will get the glory for your situation. He ain't here right now. But I got good news. A few short days, he's going to walk down that road. He's going to walk up to the grave, and Lazarus will come from the grave. He may not be where you're at right now. Where you can feel it. Hold on. Everybody standing this morning. These altars are open. Jeffrey's going to play. Mind the Lord this morning.